common people on today fm before that was teddy swims and lose control and as promised laura debar is in studio face to face directly across from each other it was perfect timing actually laura because that's one of my favorite songs of oh, all time to play it on today fm how are you i'm good thanks for having me in oh i know we've just done everything on zoom so this is a delight to have you in studio yeah and like we follow each other so i love catching up with you anyway so it's nice to be in front of you i know so you're on the late late last week yes it went back to london for a couple of days and then back over and it's full turbocharge week for you promoting the book yeah it's been a buzz I don't normally see all this because I'm in London so like coming back and like meeting readers of the book has just been incredible like it is because I'm always like the readers are like friends I haven't met yet because we're all into the same thing yeah so it's like it's actually just been a ball really good incredible and you're on the front page of the Indo a supplement this morning which is very exciting so it's your third book The Garment Goddess and how to buy care for and increase the lifetime of your clothing now the idea of sustainable clothing and buying better it's been around for a little while but this is manual now and able like will enable people to be able to actually put it into practice which is incredible and um, the first thing I want to ask you about is this idea and you talk about it in the very beginning of the book that previous generations knew how to look after a garment and had it for a long time and it meant more to them as well yeah they often had made that garment too and I think these days though like with Gaff Goddess I'm helping with problems that the generation before us didn't have we're faced with really poor quality bad fabrics mm-hmm. bad like composition choice so even if the generations before us were trying to teach us they would probably look at garments that are in stores now and go this is flammable horrific yes <laughs> you yeah. know why have they put the synthetic into this garment etc so I do think we need to relearn for what's out there now Okay. And what about this idea? Like it's a Saturday, half 10, a lot of people might be going into shops or heading into town to buy something Mm -hmm. new. Like what is something people should really consider about? Like you see something in the shop and you pick it up and you go, I like the look of this. What should you look at? So in the book, like I go through the journeys if I'm in the store with you. So like if I was in the store with you right now and you're going in to buy something, take a look at the fabric composition and suss out whether it's made for what your intention is for the garment. If it's synthetic, okay. you're going to sweat more. If yeah, And like that's just going to happen. It'll hold on to odours. But also look at the stitching. Stitching is a key indicator of something that's well made and built yes. to last. Also, if it's got bad stitching, the person making it probably wasn't paid very much. Yep. And they probably had a hard time at work trying to get things out really quickly. So I would examine stitching, finishing and just suss out the fibres but the book has this in detail and illustrated as well it's like a scientific book actually I I was obsessed with making it like something that people could learn easily from because I learned from images so I wanted it to be easy oh it's beautiful and plus you're an illustrator and artist as well (laughs) Um, but the thing is I think you know people and I'd be guilty of this too maybe kind of looking at something going I'd like to wear this but then you actually dislike it after a short while Mm -hmm. or you feel like you've outgrown it is there a way around that I think if you want to, like, people like, like to shop and they like to buy something, having something new is lovely and I don't want to ever have shame in any of that. You know, mm. I think sustainability, the way it's pushed on us is a bit wrong. But I think if you do have stuff that you don't want to wear any longer, how you let it out of your life is key. So okay. with recycling, we think so much about what is this made of, where does it go? Like, if you donate to something like Change Clothes Dr- Crumlin, where something really good, you know, that somebody will get an- another life out of, making sure that you're letting it out of your life in the right way is as important as how you buy it. But would you agree, Laura, that there are now more and more kind of little small businesses are cropping up that are like doing that, bringing garments in, maybe repairing them, yes. fixing them, and then putting them at maybe a higher price point, but making them much more attractive for the buyer? Yeah, and I think as well, things that were made before are much higher quality. Mm-hmm. So like I shop from a lot of pre-owned garments all the time from all different places because I know that the quality is better and I know it's fit for purpose more than what's produced now. Exactly. So I'm hoping that what we'll create through this book is a demand for higher quality and the producers will respond. Okay. 
And what about, and we talked about this off air, but like a lot of people listening to us have small children. And I know that like when Joan was say zero to five, they could outgrow something within a matter of weeks. Mm-hmm. And you do want to buy nice material. You want to buy from smaller independent purchasers or buyers, but it's more expensive. So what's a good idea around that? Because realistically, you do buy cheap when they're younger. Yeah. And also like, Moms and dads have enough pressure on them as yeah. it is. So I think like putting another level of like you have to be really sustainable or thinking that sustainable has to be a hundred percent. Like I think we need to just relax a little bit on that and like even just one mm. effort towards sustainability is massive. If your sustainability effort in your children's clothing is that you're passing it on to someone else to wear, that is massive. Yeah. So I think like if I had kids and my friends over in London, what I would do is have like an evening in with wine and everyone brings a bundle. I like that idea. Mark the bundle <laughs> with an age and then you can just swap over and pick the age. That's I think a lot of children's donation and stuff is, is gathering it into groups of age range mm. and just sending it on to another mum and letting those clothes live another story. Like your kid probably learned to walk in that. Someone yeah. else's kid is going to learn to walk in it. I think just making sure it goes on to live another life and take the pressure off yourself. Like you're already raising a small kid. Yeah, I do know that some of the items of clothing that Joan wore when she was really little, the ones I loved the most were the ones that had been passed down to her because they were better quality as well. Laura, what is your big hope with this book that people will take it away? Because it's dense, there's a lot of information in it and it's really interesting. It's a history trip as well. Like, what's your big hope that people will take from the book? I'd love to take, I'd love for people to feel confidence in themselves and their choices. The book doesn't tell you how to dress, what size you should be. I do talk a lot about how sizing has gotten the way it has. Yes. I'd love if people like I always say, I'll never give you a martini. I'll teach you how to make a martini. <laughs> so like, and then I want people to be like, oh, I'd like this a bit more sour. I'd like a bit whatever. So I would love people to come away with themselves as the focus. And I want to take pressure out of sustainable fashion. And I want people to make like choices where their money goes further. And it's better for the environment as mm. well. But it's, I just want people to have knowledge so that no one can talk down to them when it comes to their clothing or how they dress. And can we talk really uh, quickly about sizing? Like I know that I have... Eventually, like last year, I was like, look, give it over, Alison, go up a size. Like, yeah. stop squeezing into something. But then I'm wearing a previous size matched with the current size that's up one. And they were identical in size. Does that make sense? Sizing isn't what it used to be. No. It's, I would love if people could think about fit. Like, a lot of menswear is measured in centimeters and inches. Yeah. Right? And women's wear is like... And I've worked in, like, with these factories and I've worked for high street and I've worked in design for many years. I know myself that it, and I go through this in detail in the book, if you're struggling with sizing and it's making you feel bad about yourself, first thing to read is the sizing section. Mm -hmm. I just think more about fit. Get used to your widest measurement. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they'll say, oh, then women, it's hips. It's not. It can be your boobs. It can be your shoulders. It can be your tops of your thighs. You know, wherever it is, get used to it and then match that to the garment. You can edit inwards from that. Mm -hmm. But I just think we need to remember sizing is whack now. It is. Real. It's not real anymore. Why did that happen, I wonder? Um, a lot of times it's to do with speed of getting sampling out. So like what you'll do is you'll go shopping in a comm shop and a smaller size will be made. Let's say you buy it from the Far East or somewhere where they have smaller sizing in like their eight in yes. our eight. And then you will just like match that sample when you sample and send it out and there won't be fit sampling done. Yeah. But there's a really good like history of that in the book. Yeah. So you can understand that like it's not you. I know. Like, because honest to God, like when I buy my daughter who's going to be 13 in May, I buy her something and it's now a size 10. And it's like, I was a size 10 when I met her father and it, she looks a hell of a lot smaller. And, and it's not, it's not a real 10. Even when you, pattern, when you pattern cut and a size 12 you pattern cut from, it's not the same yeah. now. And Laura, what about, so you've got a chapter, it's fast forward into the book, it's around page 200 something in the changing room. And I know we touched on that, you know, what people should look out for in a garment when they're, if they're shopping today. But like in, you're in the changing room, what should you do? Oh my God, I love that you asked this question. <laughs> 
<laughs> so like in the changing room, we all hate the changing room. I hate the changing room anyway. The um, lighting, the mirror, yes, everything. Everything. And then the speed and then you've got to take things off, etc. Like what people often forget is, you know, the chair in the changing room. Yeah. That's there to make sure you can sit in the garment. Mm. So like if you're buying like jeans or like something that you sit in and work, sit in it, like sc- scroll on social media for like just a couple of minutes and see how wrinkled is it when you stand up. If you're going to a wedding, you're going to be sitting for at least four hours during a wedding yeah is it comfortable is it snagging I often like hold on to a fake tube pole when I'm trying something on for a winter coat because I'm like is it going to pull the buttons can my handbag go on to this so often what we do is we try on clothes in a change room we look in a mirror with a pose like Irish women often like point their toe in front I know I often do I don't even realise that I'm turning into my mother and then like you look in the mirror straight on where in your life are you ever standing like that yeah exactly do the like the movements you do during the day especially in winter coats see where it's pulling that you don't wear the garment that quicker. I love that. I'm going to do that now. We're both going to stand like we're on the subway now. Yeah. Um, Laura, give out your social media handles. Oh, it's Laura DeBarra on Instagram and on TikTok. There's still a lot of the house stuff that I do because my full-time job is working in property and doing renovations and stuff. So I have learned a, a lot from you from the household stuff and the household front. <laughs> so this is like Gaff Goddess again, but for the wardrobe. So it's still the same learning, but Laura DeBarra on everything, I think. A pleasure. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, Thank I'm you so glad so to come much. in. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Brandy Music, Ariana Grande. Yes, and on Today FM.